Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to the Do Epic Shit Today podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Gilbert, and I'm so pumped to have you join us. First and foremost, this is a place of positive empowerment, optimistic energy, dope ideas, self-starters, and essentially a podcast dedicated to those who do epic shit on the daily. Feel free to check us on Instagram and on our website, tallishx.com, for more optimistic content, dope swag, and a place where you can feel uplifted. We release our podcast every Thursday at 8 a.m., so feel free to follow us on Instagram for those notifications and updates. Thanks so much for joining, and let's get to it. Welcome to episode 12 of the Do Epic Shit Today podcast. I am Hannah Gilbert. Um, It will just be me today, as this topic is super near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm going to jump right on into it. I was first introduced to The Secret. I'm not sure if you guys know what that is, but it's essentially absurd as a book. And now it's been made into a movie. It should be on Netflix. But I was first introduced to The Secret when I was around 10. It was a DVD in our video cabinet back when DVDs were a thing. Um, and I remember being like, "What? what is this? What's The Secret? I, I was 10. I was clearly bored, wasn't sure what I was actually watching. But at some point, um, I believe there was a woman named Lisa Nichols was who kind of stood out to me um, and Jack Canfield. And they kind of talked about these principles that were built into The Secret. Um, And for those of you who don't know, The Secret is essentially how to leverage manifestation and the law of attraction in your favor to manifest and bring into your life things that you want, whether that be tangible experiences, emotions, um, and all of that. So I was first introduced by by all of that way back when, um, but the, the name Jack Canfield stuck out in my mind. Um, and I immediately got into his Chicken Soup of the Soul books. And I, I love that. I kind of had a, a little bit of a tough time in my childhood, and those were a great way for me to um, escape a little bit. So I just kind of dug my head in those books and read, read, read. Um, I also applied some of the simple things where, um, I think for when you're 10, I was always asking for quarters. I want quarters. Cause I mean, quarters, you get like bubble gum from the, remember the machines you had to twist. I wanted to collect the gum. And then I also liked those little tiny action figure things and those plastic, they looked like half circles. I don't, oh gosh, I'm totally aging myself. And I always used to find quarters. It was awesome. I asked for quarters and I got quarters. Um, it wasn't until I was way older when I was like, oh shit, I could maybe, you know, increase the amount of which to ask for money wise and kind of use this as my back pocket. Um, fast forward, I didn't really use the secret principle too much, went to high school uh, earned myself a scholarship playing basketball uh, in college. I played Division One basketball at Cal Poly uh, San Luis Obispo, or also known, <clears throat> let me clear my throat for the title here, San Luis, or excuse me, let me back up, California Polytechnic State University, San Luis Obispo. That's the, the full spiel. Um, and then I graduated from college in 2017 and then moved to San Diego. It's like, I grew up in the central coast. I went to school in the central coast of California. I'm like, we gotta, we gotta spread the wings here. So I went down to San Diego. I had some family down there. 
um, and wanted to kind of get out of my shell a little bit. And I was living in a place called North Park. Um, it's this beautiful, eclectic little community right in like the middle of Southern San Diego, kind of uh, near Coronado. But anyway, I was in this bookstore and just, you know, passing time looking around and the secret, the book kind of peeked out. It kind of was waiting for me how it was sitting. It was very just kind of, boom, I just, I saw it. It was only that I saw in the whole room. Um, Everything else seemed to, you know, disperse and disintegrate away. So I immediately went home, read it, took notes all over it, post-it notes. I still have this copy right here in front of me. And really studied it and learned how I could apply this. So essentially, I'll read a definition here for those who don't fully know um, what the law of attraction entails. It's essentially, and I quote from Charles Hanel, that it's the greatest and most infallible law upon which the entire system of creation depends. You are the one who calls the law of attraction into action and you do it through your thoughts. So that was kind of the the introduction that I used um, to practice these principles. And then really leveraging and understanding that if I'm in a place of gratitude and positivity, that attracts more positivity into my life. Um, and I think people know this. That's why when you do, you know, when you get in the habit of, you know, writing down three things you're grateful for every night before bed and every morning, it changes the way you think about things. You find the, you know, the bright spots and in a really shitty situation. So for example, today I was out for a walk out on the marina. I live in Los Angeles by these beautiful boats and I was out for a walk looking at the water and I completely stepped in a huge pile of dog shit. Um, major bummer, but I kind of looked at it. I was like, Hmm, all right, that's cool. Like all in like the crevices of like underneath my shoe and kind of coming up the side. And I didn't, I kind of, I brushed it off. And as I walked maybe 20 feet in front of me was this puddle. And so I walked through the puddle, kind of splashed my shoe around, completely cleaned it off. Um, and I actually got to have a little bit of fun in a puddle, but because of that shitty situation, you make light of it. I'm like, well, that's, that's some dog shit. You just, you keep walking, you make the best of it. And the universe will put things in your place to help you. Hence the puddle right in front of me. So kind of going back to the story, I picked up the book, read it, made notes, and then really tried to apply it from the sense of positivity and um, just being grateful, coming from a place of like, regardless of what I'm asking for in life, what I'm achieving for, I'm grateful, thankful for I, for what I have. I'm coming from a place of abundance thoughtfulness and thankfulness. So one of the things that I wanted to do, I worked remote pre-COVID. Um, so yeah, 20, 21, tw- I think I was 22 at this time, worked remote already, lived in a little cute apartment, attic apartment um, in San Diego. I was like, you know what? I want to live in New York. And I completely, I was dead set on it. And I, you know, told myself, I gave, I wrote down a date. I said, November 18th, moved to New York, um, put it on my calendar. So November 18th, 2018 was the day I was going to move. And I think I did, wrote this down in April. So I was, I was dead set. And what was great is I worked remote prior to COVID, so I didn't really have to change jobs. It was just a matter of packing up some suitcases and, and going for it. Ironically, got invited to go on a, it was like a design expo. 
and there was a beautiful picture of the Empire State Building. I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's going to be perfect for my, for my manifestation, for my you know visualization, visualization. That word for some reason is hard. Um, and I'm going to put this in my apartment. I'm looking at it every day and I'm going to tell myself I'm going to New York. And so I bought it. I put it right above where, right in front of my bed. So when I would sit up in the morning, I would look across my room and I would see it. I told myself every day, this is the day we're moving. Here we go. You know, I prepared, you know, telling other people, Hey, I'm moving to New York on the 18th of November, you know, catch me while you can type shit. And, um, I got all these clues too. I got a gift from a vendor for working a, an event in LA and she got me this. It wasn't, it was like a small bowl. It wasn't like an ashtray. It was like where you'd put like your, um, for those that have like the, the free access salt on your kitchen where you just kind of grab a handful and like do some, um, Emerald Lagasse type shit. It was a bowl kind of dedicated to that. And it was New York. It was the Empire State Building. I was like, how did you know? She's like, I didn't. I just, I, I thought you'd like it. So like little clues like that kept popping up. I was still determined. There was one of my clients who had a an event in New York and I, they were very upfront. They're like, we don't need any support for this. You're, you're doing great. Just being remote. Um, I was like, nope, no hard, no foul. But I pictured myself being there, looking at apartments, walking in the spaces, um, walking through the city, um, walking through the streets, getting immersed in that culture. And I knew that like it was a matter of time they were going to ask me to go. And lo and behold, a week before the event, they called and said, is there any way you can come out for this event? We we need you there. I called a couple people, made it happen, got a flight. And then essentially reached out to a bunch of apartments on like apartments.com, not sponsored, and just walked through the apartments, found one that I loved. It was, and this probably sounds expensive, but given those of you that are listening in New York, you're going to fall out of your fucking chair. But I got a two bedroom apartment, sixth floor, 63rd and third, kind of Upper East Side, Lenox Hill, $1,900 a month water, sewer, all that included. The only thing that I had to pay for was rent and connectivity, which my work paid for. So 1900 bucks, it's a lot, but half the time I'm gone for work. So I'm not having to pay for food and shit. It was a steal. I still am, I still pinch myself of how the, how the fuck I found that, but I, I do lever it back once again to the secret, applying principles about finding an apartment, within my budget. Like I'm going to New York. I'm going to make this work. And each time I tell people that they're like, how the hell? And it was brand new too. It was the showers, walk-in shower, fresh, um, freshly repainted wooden floors, um, tiled bathroom. It was awesome. Um, so anyway, saw that apartment put the down, gave the deposit ASAP. I was like, that's it. This is perfect. I'm moving in this state. And I essentially packed up my life. Um, I think I had, by the end of it, I sold everything, uh, car, chairs, coffee table, couch, and had three suitcases. I got a red eye, landed in JFK, signed the lease when I got there and got the keys. But it was all because of the power, in my opinion, of manifestation, visualization, and knowing that I, this is going to happen. And lo and behold, I was there for a year. I did exactly what I needed to do. Got I, I learned so much that year. I traveled all over the world for work because I was easier to Europe. They were, I, they were more likely to pay for my flights rather than my 
you know, my colleagues because I was, didn't have kids, single. Uh, I was already on the East Coast, so it was half the cost. So I ended up, you know, traveling all over the world and I ended up in some really amazing places. Um, Mallorca, uh, Dublin, that was an awesome one. Just amazing, amazing experiences because I decided to fucking go for it. Um, so fast forward, we're done with New York, we're back, and I was like, I'm gonna move to LA. And if you grew up in California and you're not from LA, you kind of look at LA and it's like, yeah, no, never. I'm not gonna most people that moves to Los Angeles just because it's so jam-packed. And the city is kind of opposite of a lot of the, you know, tiny eclectic California towns where it's just about like on the West Coast, it's very much about surfing and being calm. And I ended up finding my 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 clan out here, but so essentially, I while I was in New York, I you know met a lot of people, and I created a list of what I wanted in a spouse and what I wanted in a partner. Um, he was going to be supportive, caring, kind, communicative. We were going to be a team, um, athletic because I am athletic and I like people that you know take care of their their bodies and can move and and like to not sit around and play and do all that sort of stuff. Um, and I read this list quite often, um, and just kind of pictured, you know, holding hands with someone that was, you know, of the things that I listed. Um, I moved to LA, like I mentioned, I went on one date, no, excuse me, two dates. One was just good God. Oh, you, there's, yeah, we don't have time for a full on whose date was worse, but this one was pretty bad. Um, and then met the man that I'm now going to marry in a couple, in a year. And so, uh, another example is I was driving around LA and we drove by, I think it was the Sony lot, the Sony studio lot. And I kind of mentioned to my, my dude that I was like, you know, when we live in LA and none of us, neither one of us are in like in the entertainment industry, like I would really kind of like to try that. And then somehow, you know, fast forward a few months, I got offered a job at 20th Century Studios. The world is your playground if you let it be. If you have the mentality that you literally can attract and manifest and do whatever it is that you put your mind to, you can fucking do it. It's, It's literally that simple, but you have to believe that you can. That's the thing is if you go into any sort of situation, you're hopeful and you immediately diminish that, that positive thinking and outlook. Nope. So it's a lot of kind of teaching yourself how to take the lid off of what's possible. Um, so here are some of the steps and I highly recommend, I'm not going to pretend I'm a, I'm a, an expert here. I'm just someone who's been practicing the principles for a while and have picked up on a few things. And while reading a lot of self-help, not self-help books, but just kind of non-fiction books have picked up the attraction, manifestation, abundance that everyone seems to hint at. Um, Some examples are Carnegie, how to make friends and influence people. Another one is You Are a Badass. I don't know if you guys read that book. She does a great job. And she also has a, a You Are a Badass at Making Money. So that's a yellow book and a green book. The Mind of a Millionaire, also noticed that. The Intelligent Investor, a lot of books mention kind of this having attraction manifestation. Um, one that I'm currently reading right now is Learning How to Ask. It's called The Aladdin Factor. Very interesting. Also, once again, hands at manifestation. So if you hear these key words every once in a while, take some time and look into it. There's there's some shit to be unpacked here, folks. Um, but I'll quickly go through some of the steps they talk about. And it's just three. 
but there are three powerful steps. So the one thing is that you, you realize whether it's through envy or, you know, a new thought, right? Cause you're unpacking and letting yourself just think that whatever you want to do in life is absolutely possible. Like, so just sit and imagine that if you took all of the doubts, all of the learned barriers of what you can and cannot do, whether that be societal, you know, you didn't go to college, you can't make $500,000 salary, whatever the bullshit is. I want you to try to erase it. You're a fresh mind, whatever, and I mean it, whatever you want in life is is possible. Whatever you want is achievable. Whatever you want is something that is completely in your grasp. There are no limits. There are no boundaries. There are no walls. There is no ceiling. Whatever you want in life is completely accessible and acceptable for you to have. That's the mentality you need to have in order to do these three steps. You have to fully believe that entire being of your body, that whatever you want in life, you are fully capable of getting. No one is better than you. We are all worthy of abundance, of success, of health, of a family. That's what you want. You are worthy of having whatever it is you want in your life. You deserve to have whatever you want in your life. All right. So the first step is to ask and you want to be super clear. And some people do this by by, by asking the world like through vision boards. I would like a bike. You need to get more detailed. I would like a red six gear bicycle. Enter the type here. I want it by 12 a.m. on the 4th of February. And I'd like it to be red, but I also would like it to have blue tires, whatever it is. You have to be super detailed. The magic is in the details. You have to ask the universe like it's taking your order, right? When you go into the restaurant and you order food, you're not like, I'll have a burger. You're like, I'll have a burger, maybe some ketchup, uh, hold the cheese, I'm lactose, whatever the hell it is. You have to be detailed here because the magic is in the details. Okay. Second one is believe. You have to actually believe that you are going to get what you just asked for. With every single energy in your body, you have to believe that if you ask for that damn bike, you're going to get that damn bike. Whether it be through um, attracting into your life, you know, you win it from a giveaway, whatever it is, don't worry about the how. That's the universe's job to figure out. Your job is to believe that you're going to get it. The third one is receive. Try to visualize yourself riding the bike, the wind in your hair. Perhaps you have a helmet. I'd hope you do. Safety is number one. You know, you hear the click of your helmet. You hear the whoosh of the wind passing by. You hear the clicking of the bike as it the wheels turn. You feel the handlebars in your hands. That's the third thing. You have to pretend you already have it. You are grateful. You are abundant. You are thankful. You are worthy. Those are the three things that can get you started. So just to reiterate, steps. Ask believe, receive. But essentially a lot of the books that I've, I've found and read, and I'm, I'm hoping to find someone to get on the podcast who's, who, who knows a bit more about the subject is I'm always eager to learn about this sort of stuff. And I'm kind of flipping through the book I have with front of me now, but yeah, super excited for you guys to try this. Um, since it's, it's me, uh, continue the tradition. 
what are three things that I'm grateful for? Um, so I'm first one is I'm grateful for my body and the ability to train. Right now I'm training for a marathon that will be taking place on March 19th. It'll be exciting. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm currently training for that. And then I also have a half Ironman in July that will be in Oregon. To me, working out is a way of me taking my time. It's something that I can turn my brain off. I can learn to be Zen. Um, And when I push my body, I'm able to kind of switch my brain off, let myself just be, be in the moment, be present. And it kind of is a a reset for my, my brain. So I'm super thankful for that. Um, I'm also very thankful for my amazing who my amazing fiance, who is the most remarkable and spectacular human I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Um, and then third is the ability to record this podcast. This idea came to me. I was having a really shitty day at work, and I wanted to have an outlet where I could hear positive content and uplifting and optimistic energy and just, I wanted a place where you could come to feel good. And I struggled to find that. I was kind of down in the dumps. It'd been a really tough, well, it was the day that kind of the camel that broke, it was, what's this saying? The straw that broke the camel's back essentially. But I had a really shitty day, which was the creation of like a really crappy month of just trying to push through a lot of the expectation and deadlines I've been given for work. And I managed to, uh, to do so, but it it did take a, a bit of a, a beating to my to my mental health, and I actually ended up going to uh, Big Bear in California, and I hiked on Saturday. I hiked, I believe it was sixteen miles, and then on Sunday, I hiked twelve miles, and then drove home. And it was while I was on that hike where it was like I need to talk about mental health, and I need to talk about how others can feel inspired to get out of the rat race and do more. I need to be able to share. I need to have a platform that can help others, you know, feel positive, feel impactful, feel motivated, feel they have control over their own life. And we do, regardless of how we've been brought up and societally trained, if you will. And yeah, I just kind of had an inner inner thought that was just, let's do the podcast. We have able we're able to meet so many of these amazing people. Um, I've met some epic ass humans. And yeah, this is just the beginning. That is it for this episode. Um, I wish you all an absolutely amazing holiday season. And yeah, reach out if you have any questions. Uh, and stay tuned for next week's episode, released on Thursday at 8 a.m. Bye, all.